What's it called? Advisors Ask. Well, I love that. And today we're actually going to be talking about something that I experienced as well as a lot of students out there, homesickness. <laughs> I like to go downtown though to get horchata from... To what? Get horchata. Horchata. Thank you to the Department of Communication at West Texas A&M University. This is Advisors Ask, coming at you from KWTS Podcast Suite. In our space, we pride ourselves at being more than schedule makers. Don't forget to reach out to us on our social medias with questions or topics you'd like to explore. Follow us at WTAMU Advising Services on Facebook and at WT Advising Services on Instagram. I could pee again, probably. <laughs> We're your host, Candace Copeland and Herschel Neal. And welcome to Advisors Ask. So we have with us today Melissa. Melissa, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Melissa Pena. Um, I'm a psychology major with a minor in criminal justice, and I'm technically a junior here at WT. Awesome. Well, we have a few questions for you, but if at any time you're like want to interrupt us, roll with it, friend. So I mean, really, the first question would have to be, when did you start feeling homesickness start to creep in on you? Um, compared to like how I saw my friends get homesickness, I feel like I got homesickness very differently. I got homesickness before I even got here. Mm. Um, coming to Canyon was a very big culture shock for me from coming from El Paso. Um, and so even before like I packed my things, I was already complaining how I missed home back home. Um, and as soon as I got here, like I didn't want to be here. Actually, I did not want to come to WT. I actually didn't want to, not that I didn't want to go to college, but like I wanted that like picture movie college and I was like, I'm not going to get that at WT. Um, so as soon as like I moved in and my parents finally left, I was like, okay, I don't miss my parents yet, but I miss home. Mm -hmm. um, so there's like two ways. So I started missing El Paso home as soon as I got here, but I didn't start missing my family until maybe like... October, November, okay. so it was pretty far. Whenever you say that you didn't want to come to WT because it wasn't like movie, you know, college experience, do you think it's because it's just so different from El Paso? Oh, yeah, 100%. And also because it's just so small. Like, mm -hmm. WT is so big yet so small at the same time. And, like, the drive over here, I was like, how can I get my movie college experience if I live in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So what is your movie college experience? Um, I pictured like a bigger university, obviously. Um, just like having that struggle of like, oh, my class is all the way over here. And I only have 15 minutes to get all the way over here because I've done it. I've gone from the ag building to then as being under 15 minutes. So like that didn't feel anything or like also like everyone's so like involved. Not saying that no one's involved in WT. We're so involved here. It's kind of crazy. Um, but like that like environment of like everyone outside by the fountain or like, you know, those little things, mm -hmm. I guess that was the movie college experience I wanted. Right. And yeah, I always think of, um, pitch perfect. Mm -hmm. That's know? exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Like pitch perfect, um, gossip girl when she kind of goes to college too. Mm -hmm. not gossip girl. Um, what's that show? Called? Gilmore girls. Gilmore girls. Yeah. I don't like Gilmore girls. That's a stance for another day, <laughs> but I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. So you've already talked a little bit about like missing home. So some other symptoms uh, that t are pretty typical of homesickness are like you can't sleep or you may, you know, feel sick or things like that. Um, you may get a little anxious or even depressed. Um, 
you lose your appetite or appetite or concentration. Did you experience any of that? How else, like, did you just know that this was homesickness and you knew that these were things that you had to find tools to help overcome? So when it came to like the anxiety part of it, I've always had someone next to me that I've known. Um, and when I came to WT, I had no one. I knew no one. My sister lives in Canyon, but she's not living in my dorm with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like doing the littlest things, having to be by myself, because usually back home, I text my friends and be like, hey, like, let's go do this. But here I didn't have that. So I so anxious to do anything. Walking to class alone made me anxious. Um, and then like with appetite, I experienced that one a lot. Um, because the food obviously is so different mm-hmm. and like how are we supposed to get used to eating our mom's home cooked meal for our entire lives to eating food at the cab or like um, the JBK all the time mm-hmm. um, so that one was pretty crazy my mom warned me about it she was like you know like the 15 the freshman 15 she's like but you're gonna be like reversed and I was like <laughs> I mean honestly um she's like nothing compared to my <laughs> cooking nothing. yeah she's like you're just never gonna enjoy a meal again and I was like <laughs> you're right mom I never will um <laughs> And also with the loss of sleep, it wasn't like something I thought would happen. Like out of all the symptoms, I was like, the loss of sleep is not going to hit me because I love sleeping. Um, but sometimes like I'd be laying there and I'd be like, I wonder what my mom's doing right now. Or like, I wonder what's like happening back home. And I don't want to call them because I feel like I'm being not a burden to them, but like they don't want their daughter calling them every five seconds because I feel like it makes them feel like, oh, well, maybe she's not doing good in college. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to worry them because I'm being fine. I'm just an exaggerator. Um, so it, like <laughs> I didn't want to call them. So all those like sleepless nights and like all that, I kind of tried to deal with that by myself. Um, but very grateful for WT having all those like resources that are available to us because they help a lot. I was going to ask you that and you answered that question. Whether <laughs> When you came here, did you know anybody, any mm-hmm. friends uh here and it sounds like no and Mm-mm. so i that's i think that's really key i think probably the students who have the worst problem with homesickness probably you're falling into that category mm-hmm. where they just feel so much more alone because they don't know anybody and if you're introverted or would you say you're introverted oh 100 that makes it so much harder how did you overcome that to get involved um i told my so i my aunt was very close to my aunt and she always told me she's like melissa you have to go to college and you have to make it what you want it to be she's like if you put in all the negative effects it's going to be negative because i told her when i went to my nso and my buff brandy and i i feel so bad for my peer leader my peer leader was christian um and i was so mean to him (laughs) poor guy like (laughs) i was the student in the back like I had a headphone on the entire time. I didn't want to be there. I don't even know how I went to befriending, but I ended up there, which I'm so glad I did. Um, but like I sat myself in my room and my roommate at the time, she was my friend, but she had already been here before me. So she had like early movement. So she kind of made friends. Um, so I was like, I'm going to sit in my room and I'm not going to do anything. And I'm sitting there and I was on the phone with my aunt. She was like, Melissa, go outside. Like, I don't care what you do. Just go do something. And I was like, oh, no, I don't really want to. I don't have any friends. And then at Buff Branding, um, when you go to an org, like at a table, they ask you to write your phone number down so they can send you messages of like updating. And I did one of those for, I don't remember what org. And in that group chat that they made, this one girl, she was like, hey, does anyone want to go to the first Friday festival with me? And I read it and I was like, mm. and then I was still on the phone with my aunt. She's like, reply to her. She seems nice. Like, like just push yourself. And I was like, okay. And I said, yes. And now she's one of my best friends here. And funny story. She's actually from El Paso too. I just never knew her. Um, 
<clears throat> so I guess I just had to like push myself out of that comfort zone and like know like okay Melissa this is your life at least for the next year so like you have to push yourself to make those friends mm-hmm. and even if you're severely uncomfortable with it you have to do it like my other friend that I made she was like let's go here but I didn't know I met her like five minutes before and she was offering to drive us somewhere I was like that's sketchy I was like I'm not going like what's the worst thing that's gonna happen though right yeah. like WT is just all of a sudden only accepting serial killers like <laughs> see I- that's what I have to convince myself I'm like these people aren't bad people if they were they most likely would not be here <laughs> so I was like yeah yeah I'll go and then that was the first day I met my friend group and I cherish that day till now Oh, that's such a sweet story. Yeah. (laughs) So it seems like friends seemed to have been a way that you really overcame your homesickness. Um, What other things did you do? Did you set up like a weekly schedule with your parents to talk to them? I know I would like call my parents after my hardest class or something Mm -hmm. like that. So it kind of became routine and that helped. I did. My parents didn't know the schedule, but I did because like I said, I didn't want to have to like bug them when... I was sad or whatever. Um, So I would call them every Mondays and Fridays. So like the beginning of the week after my class. So I can like give them the feel of how my week's going to be. And then on Friday at the like the last. Well, I didn't have classes on Friday. So as soon as I woke up on Friday, I would like call them and um, update them about like the entire week. Um, But one thing that really helped for me is, again, my sister's here. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, you can't keep going to her house because it's like if you come home all the time. So I would set Fridays after like I would talk to my family and stuff. My sister would pick me up, but then she dropped me off like at Saturday morning or at the end of Friday. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like a really good thing to have. The boundary mm -hmm. that you guys set. And I also love that you said that you were talking to your aunt about it because, I mean, not everybody has like a reliable person that Mm -hmm. they have had their whole lives. You know, some people it is their aunt or it's their grandparents or um, someone who is their mentor, you know, from their church or someone like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm glad that you had like several mentors that weren't just yeah, your parents. I was very grateful for that. Like, um, my parents, they try to have that like influence on me, but then they knew cause my sister went to college. So they knew that like, they can't be those like overprotective parents. So they let me like have those other people rather than just being them. It's nice to have someone who's just a sounding board, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you can talk to and share your frustrations and problems. Uh, and parents tend to be, it's easy for them to fall into just the advice. Give, mm-hmm. Okay, this is a problem. This is what you need to do. Do this. Yeah, they're like little um, problem fixers. that's not fixers. what you want. You just want somebody to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing. Like um, at NSOs, we have um, family panels and we get a lot of um, family members that ask things like that. Like, what's the extent that I should be talking to my student? Or like, how much? And we always tell them that. We're like, if you're going to talk to them all the time, don't be there for the problem fixing, the advice. Be there just to listen to them. Because even if you do give them the advice, very little chance that they're going to listen to you and probably just end up doing even more kind of out of spite, not intentional spite, <laughs> but it will be like, oh, well, my mom said never to do this. Give me some. I'm going to do that. Or like, let's go do that. You know? Well, and they're overly invested too. So mm-hmm. like, they're always going to take your side for the most part. Like, it's nice to have a person that is um, kind of they've taken a step back from mm-hmm. the situation and they may be able to be honest with you and point out that you're not a hundred percent their perfect little angel. Like mm-hmm. you ma- might have made a mistake and you need to fix your or own the mistake. The reverse is problematic to parents who uh, want to play devil's advocate and take the other side and tell you how you need to look at it differently. And that ends up feeling like 
you're not you're taking the other side yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not supporting me yeah it's like a game in between the parent and the student that they need to they need to play that devil's advocate or the overbearing parent to know where they stand and all of that Thank you to the Department of Communication at West Texas A&M University. Don't forget to reach out to us on our social medias with questions or topics you would like to explore. Follow us at WTANU Advising Services on Facebook and at WT Advising Services on Instagram. So we're back. And our question today is what our favorite food truck in the Amarillo and Canyon area is. And I can go ahead and start and say that it has come and clutch for me a couple of times when I'm working at the Amarillo Center and I don't have time to leave is the brunch truck. It's kind of parked right behind um, those shops on, I believe it is 10th. So it's like between Harrison and Tyler. Super good. Love it. Um, My favorite would have to be either Hadid's. Um, They change all the time. But there's this one truck, I don't know what it's called, and I don't really, like, it's on the boulevard in Amarillo, but I don't really know exactly where it's at. I think it's next to a cricket, could be wrong, um, but it's like a red truck, and on the bottom, like, in small fonts, it says, um, like, established in Juarez, which is the border city right next to El Paso, and when I tell you the, that those tacos taste exactly like how they would back home, I mean it. They're so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> nice. I do not frequent food trucks. <laughs> they are beneath me. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, nothing wrong. It's just I think that's something I I don't I don't have one. I because I think if there was one that I walked past all the time, then I probably would would get something. But it's you know like um, when at home and we're going out for dinner. I mean we don't we're not familiar with food trucks. <laughs> that would not go over food truck. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. food truck do we want to go to uh so it just nothing against them but i don't have one that i that i go to because it's it's not in my way uh right. going by it <laughs> all right franklin says we're I'm doing a, a food, food truck, truck tour, tour. <laughs> show me the way it's the best kind of tour he, we know he wants reagan's brick house pizza brick oven <laughs> pizza brick house built like a that brick sounds house good. <laughs> The list is endless coming from the cockpit of our <laughs> proverbial plane that is advisors ask. So really, we just have one more question um, that I think will encompass a lot of things to do with homesickness. But when you you said that, you know, you had this like ideal experience in mind for college. And then when you got to WT from El Paso, it was kind of like. I didn't like think that this was going to be my ideal experience, but do you think that some of that might've been culture shock coming from a place that's so different from Canyon? 100%. I think it was the culture shock that kind of made my homesickness a little worse. Um, first of all, coming to Canyon, hear me out y'all had no idea what agriculture was <laughs> and I was coming to an ag school. Um, so imagine me now as a peer leader, when I register students and they have questions, I get so like, I feel so bad because I'm like, I don't really know, but let me go find you someone. I don't know what what's that soil class about, but let me go find someone for you because I had no idea any of that existed. Um, and then El Paso, I don't mean to like brag about El Paso, but I am. Um, it's so homey. Like even if you're not from El Paso, it's a home. Um, and coming over here, it's kind of like what I explained it to my mom. I was like, it's still over here. There's no no pizzazz. There's, there's culture. It was just... If you're not on WT like campus, 
there's not really I guess it's the culture of Canyon Amarillo but that's something way different just very different yeah um and so like every like thing cult like a culture shock the people how they act um food how things are like set people's mindsets people's mindsets really really shocked me I thought everyone everywhere was like oh not open-minded but like I was so like stuck in El Paso that I was like everyone's like this and I came over here I was like oh everyone's not like this and not everyone respects everyone's opinions um so those like those key factors I think really played into that homesickness Mm -hmm. a lot more and you have a a pretty big family back Mm -hmm. like everyone's back in El Paso besides your sister of course was there anything that like you kind of missed out on um, I miss out on a lot of things. So as the youngest of like my entire family, um, they're so used to me being right next to my mom at all times. So now they like, it's kind of weird when Melissa's not there. Um, but I've missed like, I miss birthdays. We don't go all out for birthdays, but it's like the little, like my aunt used to make a little cake and like, we used to go to my grandma's house and sing happy birthday. Like those little things I miss a lot of, or like milestones and like my other, like my cousins, um, my parents, like lives I've missed. Um, and my aunt, she actually had passed away um, in April of 2021, 22, actually. And I even had to miss that um, funeral for her because as the youngest, again, they put us like on this academic train to like succeed. So like as soon as I got here, I was like, there's nothing going to stop me. Like I didn't go home for Thanksgiving the first year. Um, I almost didn't go home for Christmas. Um, so like they like give you that mindset of go, 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 go. So it didn't feel like. I was missing anything mm-hmm. until that like point. I was like, I've missed birthdays. I've missed graduations. I've missed ceremonies. Like, I've missed everything. And it wasn't until that point where I was like, ah, dang, like I'm missing all of this. Did um, you get uh, some guilt trip bags packed for you about any of those things? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I don't mean to like get like all like sentimental with the funeral and my, not that they make fun of me, but now we're kind of like, We've moved past it a little bit, so now they joke with me a little bit more about it. Um, so they'd be like, "Well, you didn't go to the funeral," and I'm like, "Yo, I couldn't. I'm sorry." Or like, <laughs> my cousin, oh, he loves to hold against me that I didn't go home for his birthday because his birthday is during spring break, so I should be able to go home. But as a peer leader, we have this conference that we go to every um, spring break, and it's mm-hmm. called Noda, and it's it's a free trip, and it's so fun. And I was like, "Dude, I'm sorry, but if you were in my shoes, you would miss too." Mm-hmm. Um, so he holds it against me, like. Oh, I wish y'all can see how he holds it against me every single day. He's like, "Well, you weren't here for my birthday." I'm like, oh, "You'll it, have a birthday a joke next or year." Is he serious? Holding sort I of think a grudge. At first, he was holding a grudge. You can tell, like a little bit, like my family does hold that little bit of a grudge. I'm not there for certain things, but they kind of try to play it off as a joke. Now they're joking with me, but you can tell that little anger is still there. When you have to weigh it out too, it's like, would they rather you be successful? Exactly. You know, keep, like you said, on that train to education Mm -hmm. or just miss a few things and be able to maybe be there later, you Mm -hmm. know, and be a successful whatever you're going to be with Mm -hmm. your psychology and criminal justice major. It's just it's crazy how they they put you on that train. They're like academics come first. Like they will say like sometimes I would tell my mom about like obviously little friend drama that happens and she goes, okay, but like, well, how about school? Like, how are your classes? And I'm like, well, that's not what I'm calling you for. <laughs> I'm like, you need to tell me that my friend's being mean to me right now. And we're, you're on my side, not about how my class is going. Um, so they put you on that train, but then they also like 
guilt trip you for being on that train, which is crazy because I'm like, you put me on there. You told me to do all of this. Yeah, here you are guilt tripping me for being on it. Like, I'm just trying to do what you want me to do. Yep. Yeah. That's I'm glad that you have found a balance, though, like with your feelings about those things, because there's a lot of people who whose moms will do that forever. (laughs) And like, you know, you're just like, gosh, I hope I'm not going to be that way. And then all of a sudden you start seeing yourself turning into that. And you're like, oh, so it it's just about finding a good balance and setting boundaries, too. Mm -hmm. Especially with your parents to set those boundaries like my mom, not that she's an overbearing mom, but like I said, I was glued to my mom growing up um, especially as the youngest so when I like left for college she would call me all the time she still calls me all the time and I tried to explain to her that like boundary of like hey let's try not to call me all the time so I would just this sounds rude but I would just stop answering her and I would text her hey I'm busy and like she's not going to question me because she'd be like oh yeah yeah she's busy like at school and stuff like my other family besides my mom my mom's the only family member that would call me 24 7 all the time but my other family members are like oh she's in college she's busy like we're not going to bug her and I'm sometimes I'm like mom why can't you be like them so that's why I just stopped answering her a little bit and it gave that space is she like a machine gun caller ring 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 and then like I'll be like mom I'm taking a nap she's like okay answer the phone i'm like mom i'm taking a nap like i deserved a little nap after my class and she'll keep calling and calling until you either hang up or you tell her that like that i'm busy or something like that well and it's funny too because there's so many moms that are text averse you know they're like a text won't do they have to hear your voice and i again get it to a certain extent because that's how you you know get close you hear each other's voice and see each other's faces and you're able to express emotions but also, sometimes a text is fine. <laughs> yeah, that's what I tell them. Like, sometimes she'll call me at the end of the week. Like, on, like I said, on Friday, she'll be like, you didn't call me on Monday. Or like, you didn't call me this week. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm busy. Like, and she's like, I mean, I understand that you're busy, Melissa. I'm like, but do you understand that I'm busy? Because you kept calling me and calling me and calling me. Um, and it's just, it's a crazy thing that they don't under Like, I guess coming from a Hispanic student, um, like family, I'm not a should first. have told me you were not going to call at that time. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting with. <laughs> and she what she does? She sits there and she waits there for me and my sister to call her. It's so weird. Um, but she, I'm not a first gen student because my sister went to college, um, and I had an aunt, but like out of like my parents and stuff, I only had one aunt and my sister go to college, so they don't understand the like concept of being in college, and I think that's why they choose to like not they choose but like they call you so much they have all these expectations for you um because like I told my mom um that I didn't do so well on a um class like I still passed it but like it wasn't where I've been so used to doing and she like kind of got on my on my tail for it and then I like tried to sit there and like me and my sister tried to sit there and explain to her like mom this is this is different like this isn't high school like you know and she just didn't understand it because I guess she's never experienced it. And it also comes with like our majors. She does not understand my major. She doesn't know what it is. I've explained it to her so many times. Um, and at first she thought I was a nursing major, like for maybe like a year. She thought I was a nursing major. I've never been a nursing major. A statistics course by any chance? Uh, I had to take um, intro to stats for, what was it? Like elementary. Well, and there's then one for psychology that you have to take. I'm it's, refusing it's to take it until the last course. the last moment of my times here. But when I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm taking these classes. She was like, that's when she started pulling it together. She was like, you're not a nursing major. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, like, what do you mean? Yes, I am. Um, but like 
oh, so she tells she's like a degree is a degree. It doesn't matter where you get it in. And I'm like, no, mom, you have to enjoy your like classes. You have to enjoy your degree because these classes are hard. There's like some of them are really easy. And if you apply yourself, they're not as hard, but some of them are just, oh my God, so hard. And she doesn't understand the fact that you have to enjoy it and you have to be doing what you want in order to put yourself through these classes and in college, like they see my cousin um, who goes to UTEP back home and they're like, he's doing fine though. I'm like, well, because he goes to school five minutes away from where he sleeps at night every mm-hmm. day. Like I am not like that. So it's harder on us and it's okay that they don't understand they're getting there. Um, but yeah. Bless those moms and dads and family support systems that uh, just check on us and don't understand, but like just like are trying to will you into doing well mm-hmm. so hard that they, they don't know how to handle it. <laughs> they try to put their like, they're, they're trying to give you their best advice, but again, they don't even know their own advice because they never experienced that. So very grateful for those family members and friends that help you push through to college, even though they don't understand what you're going through. Very cool. Well, all right, Melissa, thank you for sharing your story with us. And, you know, we're glad that you have found ways to overcome your homesickness, but um, it is nice to be able to go back to a place that is so different from Canyon and like just feels like home to you and that you can kind of relax in when you do get to go home. So, all right. Well, that's another episode. of uh, That is another episode of Advisors Ask in the Can. I'm going to keep saying it because that is how it used to be. (laughs) And, um, okay. Old timer. Yeah. Okay. Boomer. Um, so I'm just starting all of that over so you can cut it cleanly. (laughs) Thank you to the department of communication at West Texas A&M university. Don't forget to reach out to us on our social medias with questions or topics you'd like to explore. Follow us at WT advising services on Instagram and WTAMU advising services on Facebook. Thanks for listening to advisors ask. Make sure to follow us on our social media and tune in for more podcasts.